0: Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Block Talk Radio, The Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself. And your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diggle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, JR Ficklin. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. Every Monday night is where you join us here, every Monday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Now, be it we've had some tough technical difficulties tonight, so we're running about, about 22, 23 minutes behind, but we look forward to us continuing on the show tonight. But every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you may be around the globe, this show is designed with you in mind. Hope and healing. It's a journey to wholeness. This show is designed with addressing a platform of addressing domestic and sexual violence and abuse, abandonment, loss, grief, death, murder, divorce, whatever has caused you pain, this show is designed to address this. From time to time, we are just fortunate enough to have not only scheduled guests, but oftentimes call in listeners such as yourself that may share their opinions, share their uh, comments, and we're able to dialogue and oftentimes work through some pain, work through some injury, share some testimony, give some resources that can help prevent issues such as murder, domestic violence, abuse of any sort, and that's so very important tonight to keep in mind. Now, we've had the technical difficulties, and I uh, had some guests that were lined up to be with us tonight, and this may have just uh, uh, really caused a just a conflict with them because of the time difference. But what I want to say tonight is that we want to continue on inside of this show. For those of you that follow us by uh, social media, you can find us on Facebook as well. We have our Facebook page, not only J.R. Ficklin, but we also have Domestic violence, it is your business. It is a page that's de- dedicated to uh, uh, addressing the issue of domestic violence. And also we have our page that we call our antithesis, all of this violence and abuse, and that is our Destiny by Choice two fellowship page. That's Destiny by Choice, Roman number two, uh, fellowship page there, which is filled with inspiration, hope, filled with just really exhortation, testimonials, whether they be in words, song. Uh, whatever it may be, there are so many things there Roll call, we have not only roll call But we have uh, we have the word of the day We have daily bread We have so many things that are designed to be able to make a difference in, in individuals' lives So please uh, check us out on Facebook And then we have our Destiny by Choice uh, Facebook page that is out there as well And as always, you can always find us at www.destinybychoice.org that's www.destinybychoice.org. Now, listen, we are going to be running this show totally uh, live from the standpoint of, of our, our audience is building now because those that tune in at a regular time could not get on because of scheduling and technical difficulties. But I promise you that we're going to have a great show because you're going to help make it that way. Because, in fact, there's so much to talk about and so much to examine. We definitely invite your presence here. So I want to say something to you that is so vitally important tonight. As we're only just a few weeks, few days, thirteen days away from Christmas, we're 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 dead in the middle of the whole holiday cheer and the holiday time and so many things that are that people often look forward to. Peace on earth and goodwill toward all men. But I want to be very cautious and make you aware of the fact that for many people this is a very sad time of year. It's a very trying time of year because of Many things, tragedies that have happened uh, around this time of year, the loss of loved ones, the loss of life, for many that may be celebrating their first of uh, year without someone uh, this year, and so we have to really talk about this because it is very, very dear to many people's heart. And so I want to unfortunately say that for many people, this time of year can be very, very painful for reasons that that could be prevented. And that's when we find senseless murders and senseless, senseless tragedies that happen uh, as a result of domestic violence. And I want to say that to you as a result of domestic violence because of the fact it is too prevalent. If you look around you, what you'll find out is that we have so many things that are going on, so many things that are, that are, that are, uh, that are raising many questions and raising many challenges to people during the season. It is so interesting to think about, here's a season that we're talking about peace on earth and goodwill toward all men and joy to the world, the Lord has come, and all those things, and yet it's still, I submit to you, that this time of year actually happened to be a very dangerous time for many people that are in relationships, many people that find themselves in relationships at this time of year, and you got to be very careful about it. I'm particularly uh, concerned about this time of year because, of the fact, so often time the stress level that goes up with people. Stress level, what do you mean? Stress level that goes up because of expectation. Expectation to fulfilled fantasies, to fulfill this sense of, you know, peace on earth and goodwill toward all men. When the reality is that in many cases, there has been abuse going on all along. And this time of year, only really exacerbate that. And so I want to just say to you that are listening tonight and that you can listen to us by way of internet that is www.hopeofamericaradio.com uh, or you could also reach us by dialing area code 323 784 9638 that's area code 323 784 9638 now what is so important here is the fact that you and I recognize that this is a very tragic time for so many very tragic for so many we see things happening so much, and we're seeing it happen all over our country where we see people that are uh, that are experiencing domestic violence, homicides, and murders that are happening this time of year. And it's just uh, very, very heartbreaking. We see it happening all over. And so I'm going to take the time tonight to actually have that dialogue with you about this time of year and what does that mean. And I invite anyone that might be listening in our audience. Please call in 784 three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. If you have a question, if you have a comment about what we're talking about tonight. Perhaps you yourself know, or for me, with someone who have suffered domestic violence, or someone perhaps it's an unfortunate anniversary time of someone who have suffered domestic violence. And I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to have this conversation. So in just a little bit, we're going to do what I call span the globe, and that means that we're going to span. So we're going to we're going to uh, we're going to span our country. We're going to look at domestic violence, unfortunately, homicides and major cases that have happened over the last week or two. So these are not old cases. These are cases that have happened most recently, and we're going to take a, we're going to really take a span across the country and look at some things that have happened here. So you're going to hear stories from different parts of the country. I invite you to chime in. I invite you to be a part of this tonight. And we're going to start in a place where I believe that uh that uh, that is near me and guess um, and it's very touching because of the fact so many things happen, so many things are happening we're seeing domestic violence or intimate partner violence happening, and guess what the age group and the age of individuals seemingly are just getting younger and younger, and we see it happening. We see the same issues in dating violence that we see that we've seen in adult. Relationships, So I want us to take a moment to look at that here in just a moment because there are so many things that have happened, and I going to take us across the country and around the globe. We're going to experience and we're going to, show, we're going to uh, definitely deal with this case of domestic violence around the globe. Listen, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight. And I'm going to be right back after this break, and we're going to get right into spanning the globe domestic violence on the holiday season.
0: via internet you're probably seeing a series of advertisements please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio Choice to Fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for like minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies, as we collectively operate as thermostats, changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us.
2: If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem 2, and I am fighting the power on the soul of America Radio.
1: Worldwide, coast-to-coast talk radio, this is the soul of America Radio. You're listening to SOAR.
0: And now back to Hope and Healing A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland.
1: Hope and healing—a journey to hold us. So very glad that you've joined us. Those of you that were just hanging on before the commercial break, we're so glad that you're with us. And those of you that just joining us just before the break, we were sharing with our audience that we were going to come back, and we were going to somewhat, we were going to somewhat, uh, if you would. Uh, span the globe. We're going to go around and looking at domestic violence incidents uh, that have happened over the last week or so, and I was going to start right here in our area here, and I had the story up, and I'll bring it back up to you, but several places around the uh, around the globe uh, that I'm going to uh, definitely go to, and we're going to talk about cases that are just happening so they're very fresh cases and there are things that are there and the purpose of this time here we're talking about domestic violence around the holidays and the impact on it for some that are experiencing it right now this is very devastating and for those that have have experienced it in time past it is no less devastating today than it was years ago so I want to make sure that you have an opportunity uh, uh, to be able to Listen in to these stories that we're going to share with you, and we're going to get ready to share them with you right away. And I want you to just take a moment. I, I, yeah, I understand that we are we are expecting some people to tune in, so I want you to just tune in with us. Stay with us for a moment here, and as I'm queuing these things to get them ready for you today, one of the things I would like to do is this. I'm going to make sure that we will get you into these stories in just a second. But in the meantime, in between time, what I want to do real quickly is that I'm going to let you hear from uh, some testimonials from some past survivors of domestic violence to kind of help us understand why people stayed or remained inside of an abusive relationship. This is Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness. Right after this, we'll be back.
3: It is the question that I'm asked the most. Why did I stay? Why does any woman stay? And for the life of me, I can't understand why people are obsessed with it. Because to me, it's so obvious. Why does anybody stay with somebody that they love? You know, we've all been in relationships that even if they weren't abusive, we're not working any longer. And we all stay far longer than we want. And it's you stay for the same reasons. You stay because You love the person or you love what you used to have or you're trying to take care of your children. When we ask, why did you stay,
4: you know, we're blaming the victim for their abuse as opposed to asking, why did you hit this person? Or why are you violent? Or why do you feel the need to be violent?
3: Why would somebody abuse? Why would somebody beat the people who love him or her most on earth? Until we ask that question, we won't be able to obliterate domestic violence. We have got to focus on the perpetrators of violence, not the victims.
4: It's cliché, but he really was Prince charming. He was very kind and sweet and nice. I left what I was doing to come and be with him. and. I was alone with him. I didn't have any uh, friends or family in the area. I couldn't find a job, so he paid the bills. And so we got into an argument, and that's the first time that he hit me. He actually threw me up against the wall and started to choke me. Um, And I didn't really understand what was happening, because he was not that person all this time. Um, And so when he finally let me go, I thought, it was something I did, you know? I wasn't thinking to run. After we got married, it didn't stop. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I felt like I was trapped. At that point, we had moved from where we were across the country again, and I was further isolated. I didn't have any friends or family. And essentially, he still was the breadwinner. I was dependent on him. So if I left, what was I, what was I gonna do? Where was I gonna go? you know, how was I gonna take care of myself? I felt like no one would understand and I felt like no one would
3: care. The first full out physical attack was five days before the wedding. Part of me knew I had to leave him right then, that I couldn't marry somebody who had done this. But then this other part of me said, but wait, it was one time and I told myself he'd never do it again, that I was sure he was very sorry, and um, I didn't leave. I married him. You stayed with this guy.
5: Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I mean, he told me, and I, and I absolutely, you know, that's the part that is always <laughs> it's so interesting to me. What, it's like, you know, the standard question why did you leave? Why did you leave? Why did you, you leave? Well, uh, he was trained by the United States Marine Corps to hunt people down and kill them, and he told me if I left, he would hunt me down and kill me. That's why I didn't leave. I used to pull what he would call my disappearing axe, and that would be, I would, you know, get the boys and get out because I, it just was getting too intense. But I would always go back because at least I knew where he was. At least I knew the routine. I knew what to expect. But, you know, it's, it's a terrible way to live to always be looking over your shoulder he didn't start out with being abusive he started out with being incredibly sweet and incredibly attentive and incredibly thoughtful and incredibly kind and saying things to me that no one had ever said and, and paying attention to me in ways that no one ever had you know and I was really taken by it one of the reasons why we stay
2: is because The behavior is such a drastic change from the person we met in the beginning. And we're constantly looking for the man in the beginning instead of concentrating on the man that is in front of us. Once I understood that, then I made the decision, you know, I got to go. This is not the same man I married. I mean, I love him, but he's going to kill me.
4: With every violent uh, moment, I felt further connected to him in this kind of twisted way. I felt that, you know, we had this secret that they bound us together and that this was something big and we were working on it. And so we had to stay together until we worked it out. The violence got to a point where I realized that I, I could die. I had to create a plan. I had to figure out where I was gonna go and how I was gonna get there and who I was gonna reach out to for help if there was any. I was scared. I was afraid that he would find me. I was afraid that he would be so angry that I left that he would come after me. I couldn't just get up and walk away.
3: And it was the most terrible feeling. know that i could leave and i still couldn't leave because i was bound by this psychological trap that i thought was love that wasn't love you know i had so much denial if you had come to me and said are you being physically abused you know if my doctor had asked me or a best friend i would have said no i'm not being physically abused you do
4: feel isolated and you keep a lot of secrets you know, you keep a lot of secrets in your, in your heart, in your home, in your head. I stayed because I believed him when he said he wasn't gonna do it again. I stayed because I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any money. I didn't have access to any resources. I stayed because my religious community convinced me that I couldn't get divorced because God would hate me. Um, I stayed because I loved him. You know, I stayed because he was the love of my life, and I wanted to believe that love could conquer all, including abuse.
2: of America Radio
0: Thank you for listening to JRL Thicklin, Hope and Healing A Journey to Wholeness We feature every Monday night a show solely devoted to people that are going through abuse some type of problem in your life that you can't work out We mainly focus on domestic violence, the cancer in our lives. Join J.R. Thicklin, your host, here every Monday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Central, right here on the Soul of America Radio. You can contact Jay every Monday night at 323 784 9638, or you can listen to him online. Just follow at soulofamericaradio.com and listen for, look for live streams. And that way you can speak or listen, whichever your choice may be. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, on the Soul of America Radio.
2: If you're listening via Internet and you want to speak to the host... Please dial 323 784 9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the soul of America Radio.
0: Here's your host, J.R. Thickland.
1: To hope and Healing a Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. I'm so very glad that you have joined us on the Soul of America Radio Network. And I trust that you were really uh, enlightened by what you just heard inside of not only the uh, piece that had dealt with uh, why victims uh, stay of abusive relationships, but also inside of some of the other advertisements given direction and what we can do to make this path a little bit more easier. So what I want to say even right now is the fact that I want to get back to what I said uh, before we we left uh, is that we want to talk about the impact of domestic violence on the holiday period of domestic violence happen, happening on, you know, during the time of of the holidays because it does have an impact An impact doesn't just last one year you know, something that goes on and on and on and on, and it goes on to a fact that it impacts families for generations. So, so many of you that may be listening uh, to me tonight, and I hope that you are, remember, you can listen to us by way of the Internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com, or you can listen live or stream. And you can also call in at area code 323 you can listen that way. Now, in listening that way, this also happens. is the fact that you can also uh, uh, choose to be a guest. You could call in. Uh, once you've called in, if you'd like to have something to say, you simply hit number one on your keypad. And once you hit number one on your keypad, that lets our producer know that you want to come on, and we will get you on the airway with us. You don't have to necessarily give your name uh, if you don't choose to, but we would like to have you on for dialogue. Once again, we're dealing with the issue of domestic violence, and we're talking about the fact what happens when domestic violence actually uh, happen during our holiday period, In what ways are we impacted. How does it, how does it change our lives? How does it pack so many? but only in their present, but in their future. Because so many times, whenever we have tragedy that happen during the holiday period, it affects us in such a uh, way that it never leaves us the same. And so I want to make sure that as we talk about that tonight, that we'll have an opportunity to really have dialogue with that. Because uh, it is very important, very important that we look at what we're doing, that we look at what's happening as we address this subject matter right now. So I wanna make sure that you get on tonight. I was about to say, we're gonna span the globe here uh, tonight and we're gonna talk about this issue of domestic violence. We're gonna talk about it, uh, domestic violence happening during the holiday period. Uh, So uh, I want to make sure that you're with us tonight and that you're joining us tonight live uh, as we're coming by with this and we wanna take our time this information tonight, it is so very important that we hear that. We're going to give some hotline numbers and some resources that are out there. But most of all, you know, we have to understand domestic violence is a spirit. It is a crime. It is something that happens and people, uh, uh, that people will recognize the fact that uh, this is something that is not in isolation. Too many people, one in three women in their lifetime, one in four men or one in seven men in some report, will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. And it's so very important that we recognize the impact that this has. This is not done in a vacuum, but I can promise you, the impact lasts with families for a lifetime. They're never the same after such an incident that occurs with them. And so I really want to make sure that are so many of us recognize that there's help out there, but we have to also be helpers to one another. This is not something that is done in a vacuum. Once again, this is something that impacts us, and no family is, is, uh, no family is exempt from this. Unfortunately, I have to tell you this, that domestic violence is an equal opportunity to store. It's, it's an equal opportunity to score. We see it happening, whether a person is professional, non-professional. it doesn't matter. The issue of domestic violence continues to do the harm that it does throughout our society. And I want us to recognize the fact that there is so much to be done, and I welcome I welcome you I welcome you right now to recognize the impact of domestic violence. In, in its impact in our community Area code 323-784-9638 That is how to reach us Area code 323 784 you listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us And this is your host, J.R. Picklin I want to span the globe But I said that tragedy of the fact of domestic violence happening uh, around the holiday period Is just absolutely uh, tumultuous, it's painful It doesn't go away easily at all as a matter of fact, we see families that are so impacted by this that it changes their lives forever, absolutely forever. And I want you to understand that we have to really be on our post to help change lives and change destinies with people. There are families that are involved. There are children that are involved. There are loved ones that are involved. There are people from every walk of life who are involved when domestic violence happen in this manner. And so, therefore, we have to all understand. So I want to start very close to me, right here in West Palm Beach. December 8th, the story was actually uh, posted here, but I want you to know that here's the story here, right here from West Palm Beach, Florida. Natasha Hoffenden called 911 Tuesday morning because the father of her children refused to give her the keys to her car and her purse. She told the dispatcher they had been arguing at the suburban West Palm Beach home they shared, and she didn't want the situation to escalate. So she just wanted to leave. He refused, according to the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. And at one point, the line went silent until hop and sobbing was heard on the other end. Now, here's the thing that makes this story so tragic, people, because the fact here it is, we, you know, uh, you're gonna find out she's the mother of these two small children, and these two small children are impacted forever as a result of what happened here. And so what do we understand here in terms of this? This story goes on even deeper and it goes on even further because, in fact, you're going to see some dynamics that plays out and oftentimes plays out very much so in many different uh, relationships. Even when there seems to be a reprieve and there's a calm or a time of things going all right, we find out that it gets even worse as time goes on. So what do we understand? At one point, the phone line went silent, so Hoffman and Sodom was heard on the other end. And these are the words. She, she cried, oh, my God, oh, my God, she cried over and over again, according to the report. Now, here's the gentleman. Oh Boy, I'm doing real good. I'm calling him gentleman. Gavin Guy, 42, faces one count of first-degree murder with a firearm in the fatal shooting of Hoffman. Judge Joseph Mark on Wednesday morning ordered Guy to be held without bond in the Palm Beach County Jail. Uh, Hoffman was only 26 years old. And on Monday night, Guy and, and Natasha Hoffman were fighting at their home on the 4700 block of Elmhurst Drive, south of Okeechobee Boulevard and west Military Trail. Hoffman's brother, who lives with the couple, said his sister got home from school at about 11 p.m. And Guy was upset because he felt she didn't help with the children, and then cook for him, instead spending time out of the home. And so Hopper's brother said that Guy ripped the handle off the oven door, went to hit his sister with it, but he jammed in between them and told him to leave. Before God left, he went into the bedroom and grabbed a gun, according to the report. Later, God came back and put his hands around Hopper's throat and threw her to the ground, deputy said. Her brother told deputies he intervened again, restraining Guy into a bedroom and screaming for his sister to get away. She left the man. She left, and the man could not find her outside. Hoffman eventually called her brother, and she said she wanted to come back to get her car keys and purse so she could leave. Guy said that he he wouldn't hand them over without speaking with her first, according to the report. Now during the early hours of Tuesday, Hoffman came back to the home to retrieve her items while the phone while on the phone with the 911 dispatchers. According to investigators, as Hoppenden explained the situation, they could hear a guy yelling in the background. She said he had been drinking that night and she was trying to leave before things got worse. Now, her brother told investigators he heard a popping sound. Then ran outside the home to find guy lying on top of her and crying. Investigators said that Hoffenden was shot once in the chest. According to the, her public Facebook page, she was the mother of a young girl and court records show that she had filed a restraining order against him this year. Hoffman is at least a 74th homicide in Palm Beach County this year, according to a Palm, County, uh, Palm Beach Post report. Now, this incident, for those of you that are listening, area code 323 this incident took place right here in West Palm Beach, and that is where I'm based out of, is West Palm Beach. And so here's something that we need to understand. Domestic violence happening around the holiday period is not uncommon. The escalation of it is not uncommon. The impact of it is so far-reaching that it impacts families for generations. It brings a very – if you would numb and very painful feeling around the holidays And oftentimes uh, that people become If you would consume a grief because of this Now, as we understand with this case with Hoffman And her strange uh, her strange partner 42 years old, she's 26 He's the father of uh, two children From what we have read in the report I'm later told that the ages of the children are 5 and 2 years old so we have an issue here where we have two small children that are without their mother forever. And the reality is, do the children even recognize what has happened now? Do they even recognize that their mother is gone forever? And here's the situation that, as we examine this case, have gone on overnight. The situation the arguing has gone on overnight. She simply wanted her keys in her purse so that she could leave to de-escalate the situation. And it wouldn't be. And even after she left and she came back later the next morning, really just wanting her keys and her purse so that she can go on, he refused to give them to her unless he talked with her. And as it escalated, she's on the phone with 911 at one point in time. This situation became even worse. So what am I saying? I'm saying that each of us face many different dangers inside of abusive relationships. The history of this is that she's had a restraining order on him before. The history of this is that she's left him on before. And for whatever reason, people get back together. And so when the piece I played before this talk about why do they stay, people in abusive relationships stay for many reasons. And people, we have to understand, it doesn't mean that they're crazy. It means that they're human. There are many rationalizations that goes on in a person's mind when they're in an abusive relationship. And I say this because so many people need to understand that you got to understand that that victim oftentimes has a memory of that of, of their partner when they wasn't violent, when they wasn't abusive. They hold on to the memory of what they're like when they're not being mean, when they're not doing these abusive things. And there's a sense of hope that it will get better. And oftentimes it may be better even for a small window period of time. But if not dealt with, if the issue of the behavior and, and, and the perception and the worldview that this individual has about their partner, unless that is changed, unless there is a transformation, too often we have these type of tragedies to happen. And when these tragedies happen once again, it injures families. It leaves families spiritually, emotionally bankrupt. So what is it? can we do? We have to continue not only to educate ourselves, But there are times that we need to know how to be a resource to one another. Yes, she called 911. She did have a restraining order at one time. But may I submit to you, there's so much support is needed before, during, and after these type of incidents. You see, there's a grieving father and there's a grieving mother that's left behind. There's grieving family members that are left behind. I understand she's of Jamaican descent. And so there are people there in her native uh, land That are grieving Because no one ever thought That this would end Like this A young lady vibrant A young lady who was back in school Trying to better herself A young lady that was pursuing her dream A young lady who just wanted to raise her children I took the liberty to look at her Facebook page And you can see her interaction with her kids And that she loves celebrating them And folks all of that's been taken away All that's been taken away in the name of someone because they also held a world view. The fact that he did not think that she spent enough time at the house, he did not cook for for him enough, and he was supposedly hungry. The reality was she was in school. And sometimes, guess what? We all learn the fact that we have to learn to cook or microwave something on our own. Regardless of what the situation was. None of them could justify this tragedy that happened in this case. Of Natasha Hoffenden. Now, for those of you that are listening tonight, area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you can reach it. If you have a question and or comment, you can feel free to hit number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you are uh on the line and you want to uh have a comment or question, you don't have to give your name. But I want to say this before we move from this story here. This story here happened less than 20 something days before Christmas. Christmas for these children will never be the same. Christmas for this family will never be the same. Grieving aunts and uncles, grieving cousins, grieving parents, grieving friends, grieving coworkers, grieving classmates. This will never be the same for them. And because of this type of thing, we must must be very, very cautious and very aware During this holiday season If you're in a relationship with someone who owns weapons Owns a gun Have they ever threatened you with those things Do they show it to you as a point Of trying to intimidate you Those questions are very important Because they become a sign Of the fact of the possibility Of what might happen What we know Is that when a person has abusive Threats to hurt or kill They generally will carry out their threat Eventually so, Code 323 784 that's how you reach us, Code 323 784 You listen to Hope and Healing, Our Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we're taking you inside of the fact what is it that we do? We are talking about domestic violence during the holiday season. There's some that hurting, and so many people that are hurting in many different ways, and we see it happening. We see it happening in, in and across the country there. So I want to make sure that you hear what we're saying, and, uh, because the fact is happening everywhere. Let me okay. take you just a day after that. Oklahoma City, police in Oklahoma City uh, finally ruled a shooting at a metro parking lot Wednesday morning as a murder-suicide. The shooting took place just after 9 a.m. on December 7th at a business complex at the intersection of Southwest 119th Street and Western. Police says that 35-year-old Zachary Blake and 31-year-old Desiree Parnell were sitting in Parnell's car in the parking lot when Parnell stepped out of the vehicle, Blake shot and killed her. Now, here's the situation that goes bad. They're sudden in the car. A discussion is going on, and Blake stepped out of the car. Then he shoots and kills her. Now. This is what they've come to the conclusion. After they stepped out of the car and shot and killed her, police then says that Blake turned the gun on himself and committed suicide. According to the authorities, Blake and Parnell were previously in dating in a dating relationship. Investigators believe that there are witnesses to the shooting who may have left the scene before being interviewed by the police. But what it is, folks, is once again we see. Domestic violence intensifying even around the holiday period. Now, I told you just a few minutes ago when I read the case there with Natasha Hoffman that that was the 74th case of homicide in West Palm Beach or Palm Beach County at the time of 2016. Parnell's death was the 71st homicide of 2016 in Oklahoma City. What am I saying? What I'm saying is the fact that we have these situations that are not getting any better. They are becoming very, very horrific on every, by every stretch of imagination. We're seeing people that are killed, murder, suicide. We're seeing it happen from every walk of life. And so therefore, we have a responsibility to respond. Now we've got to understand something. This is all over the land. I've talked to you about West Palm Beach. I've talked to you about Oklahoma City. But then it goes on even further. There's so many things that we can talk about. Not only are the victims directly themselves in danger with domestic violence, and i share with you that domestic violence is really the most dangerous call that a police officer can go on. It is a very dangerous time. Here's a case out of Georgia, and I want you to pay very close attention to this because this is here also happened last week. Remember, all the cases I'm, I'm I'm reading to you today, these are incidents that have happened within the last week. Within the last week. This happened in a little small town that I'm somewhat familiar with called America's Georgia. It is South Georgia. And here's the headline, best friend, second Georgia officer died, after being shot while answering a domestic violence call. I want you to hear this today because we've had other stories on where we are talking about domestic violence happening uh, and police officers being killed in the line of duty. We've seen it happen way too often, and we have to definitely examine this because, listen, there's so many other walks of life and things that we talk about. We talk about the shooting, the unlawful shooting by police officers of individuals. When it comes to the issue of domestic violence, you need to understand that this is one of those cases where their lives are oftentimes in danger. And the height, the height of, uh, of danger is raised in these types of situations like one could not even imagine. So I want us to go there and look at what happens here because I think it's very important that we do. I think it's very important that we take the time to look at this particular story because this story here goes just a little further than what we care to even really look at. But it's one, nevertheless, that we have to take in consideration because here's an officer once again killed in the line of duty answering a domestic violence call. Two officers end up dying as a result of this, so let me go to the story. The second officer shot responding to a domestic violence call in southern Georgia Wednesday has died, according to official. Georgia, Georgia, southwestern. Let me make sure we have the right. Georgia, southwestern state university officer Jody Smith, age 26, died Thursday at a Macon hospital where he was being treated for his injuries, according to a statement from the university's interim president. Smith was shot along with an America's police officer, 25-year-old Nicholas Smart, two very young cops who died Wednesday. The America's police officer year old Nicholas Smart who died Wednesday the also were reportedly best friends and had graduated from high school and the police academy together. The suspect in the shoot, 32 year old Kennedy Limbrick. He killed himself Thursday after barricading himself in a home according to officials. Now according to this report they just received word that the Georgia State Western Public Safety Officer Jody Smith has succumbed to his injuries and passed away. The interim president, Charles Patterson, said in a statement, and of course they offered their deepest condolences to his family during this very difficult time. Officer Smith was a bright, young, and energetic officer who was sorely missed. Speaking Thursday before Smith's death, America's police chief, Mark Scott, said that typically two America's police officers respond to the domestic violence call. Small was awaiting backup from another America's officer when Smith heard the radio call and responded to assist, Scott said. He took it upon himself to respond and back up his friends. Scott said they're model officers, they're heroes, in my opinion. Scott said Wednesday that that Limbrick had an outstanding arrest warrant, charging him with kidnapping other cows when the two officers encountered him at an apartment complex where a domestic dispute had been reported. But officers didn't know whom they were dealing with when they responded to the nine one one call. I want to take time just to look at that for a second. He was two officers responding to a domestic dispute. And because they had limited information, and they didn't know about his history. But he had some things that was already outstanding inside of what he was doing. But what makes this even more dangerous is the fact that this, uh, you know, this is a really, really a very tragic situation. And so uh, I want to just say to you tonight that officer is really – are really putting their lives on the line And we have to be very Cognizant of what's going on And so What I want to say to you today uh, Is that This situation here Is one that sounds so similar To another one I will uh, get to Hopefully in just the next few minutes So this is what I want to do real quick. I want to finish this one out, and I want to show you something because I want to show you some parallels here. These were best friends. These were best friends. They went to high school together. They went to the academy together, and uh, and and they were backing one another up on this call while the one officer was really waiting for backup from his uh, from the American police department. His friend heard it on the scanner. and thought he would back up his friend. So here's the thing here. So so Scott said that Thursday, the domestic violence victim was a woman with whom Limbrick had a relationship and said there was clear evidence of violence inside of the home. The woman and the child were taken to a safe place. After the shooting, Smith was addicted to a hospital and making with critical injuries. Fellow officers in mystery responded to this call, and very sadly, they lost one of their comrades to this type of tragic incident. I want you to know these things happen way too often. They happen so often in our, in our communities, in our society. And what happens is we don't hear a lot of things about these things. These don't make public news because of the fact, uh, you know, what? We can't pull necessarily a racial issue out of it as much as we can pull a cultural issue out of it. That when it comes to these type of things here, officers' lives are put on Put on the lie, trying to address domestic violence. Let me take you to Texas here real quick. Here's a Texas case here where a woman was trying to break up a domestic violence situation. And, by the way, if you're listening, area code 323 is how you reach us. If you have a question or just simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll get you on. Well, we only have about 16 minutes left in the time here. We've uh, uh technical difficulties tonight, but I want you to know that I want to make sure that you get all of this, and you can always go back and listen to it again. Now, here's the story I want you to make sure you pay very close attention to, because I often talk about the fact of knowing what to do. We want to talk about, you know, about bystanders whether or not, you know, how do you get involved? It doesn't always take your physical intervention. And although you might mean well, you have to very much use the judgment and real strict judgment when dealing with this situation. So here's a case where Fort Worth shot in uh possible domestic violence dispute. I want to get to that story there. This is Fort Worth and I'm just thinking it. I was just in Fort Worth uh, less than what, two and a half weeks ago for Thanksgiving, and uh, these situations happen way too often. Here it is, a woman was trying to break up a domestic violence dispute. Uh, was shot at a Fort Worth home according, on that first night, according to the police. Police said about 7.25 p.m., they were called to report a shooting at a home in the 7500 block of Kingsmill Terrace. A man and his girlfriend was having an argument, and the man's sister tried to defuse the situation, but that's when her brother shot her, police said rushed to John Pierce Smith Hospital with critical injuries, according to the MedStar spokesman here. So the police identified the male suspect but said he left the house prior to police arriving. Now, here's the thing that you need to understand. He, this was his sister who was simply trying to intervene uh, because uh, the brother and his girlfriend or wife was, uh, was uh, definitely having a very heated argument, and it was getting uh, very much uh, escalated. And his sister tried to intervene, and what happened is that her own brother shot her. Now, one might say, what might have been the alternative there? Well, say, he's just called 911. Perhaps that sister felt like so many other victims do. Didn't quite want to get the police involved for a number of reasons. Perhaps the brother may already be in trouble, may have a warrant for him. May already be on second strike. And most of all, don't want him to go to jail. So she tried to defuse the situation herself and was shot while trying. See, domestic violence is never a safe thing. It impacts people from every walk of life, and it impacts us all in different ways. These are things that we have to look to because the fact domestic violence does not just go away. So I want you to keep that in mind. Because we've talked about a few things tonight. And so I want you to listen to this last story we'll get to tonight, and then uh, we'll take your calls if you're there. If not, we'll end this tonight. But uh, this is a sad one here, and this is out of Georgia as well. This is out of Covington, Georgia. Because we've shared with you how domestic violence during the holiday is so rough. So tough. So many emotions that are going on during this time. Raw emotions, expectation, sense of inadequacy, sense of failure, pressure to perform—all those things are not excuses, but they are dynamics that, all-time, inform Individual in domestic violence situations. So I'll take you to Covington, Georgia. I'm Flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted at the fact of the rate of violence that we're seeing. Here's a case here where a 19-year-old was killed by her boyfriend. Domestic violence. Covington, Georgia. One young woman says she's sure she will wake up and this would all have been a nightmare. Disbelief, shock, and tears. So and our
6: family friends are broken after a young girl was hurt. And police say the responsible.
1: We're trying to bring this to you live. Hope that you can hear it with the quality that I would like. One young woman said she's sure she's going to wake up and this will all have been a nightmare. Disbelief and shock and tears for Alyssa Wright. Alyssa's mother, Belinda Wright, receiving the embrace of a community grieving with her. No one able to explain any of it. Alyssa Wright, 19 years old, strangled Tuesday, according to investigators, by her 19-year-old boyfriend Elijah Ramatar at the home of his parents. <coughs> but what happened between? still what I'm waiting on? Wow. Believe in mother. I want to make sure we get all of this. technical difficulties, just trying to get the rest of the mother's interview. Well, as you can see, this 19-year-old was basically strangled to death by her boyfriend while he was happy to be at his his parents' house. And so, it is interesting because when they go back to look at her Facebook page, Elisa's, it was filled with photos of her and her boyfriend her uh, mother said they started sitting each other in January, so almost a year ago. She said uh, he doted on Elisa. There was no sign of any trouble. So Elisa graduated just from a, a Colby High School in May. She was preparing to go to school to become a nurse. She had so much to live for, according to Aunt Tina, and, she, and this was a, such a senseless crime. So here's the thing about it. Everyone in that community has been shocked case. No one seemingly saw it coming. How many domestic violence cases we see happening every day? The same message that we hear. No one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. So what I want to say to you is that this is a very tragic thing. Very tragic. This is tragic destruct struck the very core of community, and it's destroying families all over. And I want us to understand that there are resources out there. Talk to individuals. Notice signs. Notice changes in, in behaviors and patterns. Notice, be observant when you see family members becoming more and more isolated from from you. If you see them uh, not doing the things that they used to, it's generally a sign that something is going wrong, even in their relationship. Most of all, know where to get help from. So I want to give you the numbers to so the National Hotline Domestic Violence. Let me give you the Florida hotline. First is 1-800-500-1119. And then, of course, the domestic violence National Domestic Violence Hotline, 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. It's so important, even during this holiday period. While many are going through the motions of peace on earth, there are things that will be dealing with pain and that pain immensely. I want you to know that there's help. I want you to know that there's help, there's resources that are there. Perhaps you're living in a community uh, where you don't think there's much resources there. I want you to know that our Destiny by Choice, our team and our colleagues, we uh, definitely, we travel across this country being able to deliver knowledge only training, deliver these messages that are so important. We work very closely with not only municipalities and social services and victim services, but especially working very close with the faith community. We have now helped to contribute and co-author a few different uh, uh, pieces dealing with domestic violence and dynamics there. And so it's important that we find the help that we need. It's so important that we recognize the pain that may be lurking right in front of us. There are many families that on Christmas Day, they will be opening gifts. While there will be many, there will be in great tear, pain, and disbelief. The greatest gift that we can give people is life and love. Once that life is taken away, you can't get it back. Domestic violence does not discriminate. Unfortunately, we've seen it firsthand. It's robbed our family members. Lives that will never be the same. Grandparents, and oftentimes uncles and aunts, sisters and brothers that are found having to now raise their loved ones' children, grandparents raising now their grandchildren because they've lost their child to domestic violence. Sisters, oftentimes having to raise their brothers or their sister's child due to domestic violence. We cannot afford to remain silent on the subject. We must continue to raise the issues. We must continue to sound the alarm that there is no excuse for domestic violence. We must also understand the warning sign, the warning sign, the intensity that happened, not only the criticism, but the threat, the isolation, the dominance, the control. Once again, the threat, the intimidation. All those things are very clear signs. If this individual owns a weapon, then guess what? The lethality is increasing and accelerated. You got to know who you're living with. You got to know what your escape routes are. You got to know that there is a way out. Many of you that listen to me today, you can be part of a support system. Listen to someone. Before you criticize them, hear where they're coming from. Hear why it's so very, very important for us all to stay abreast. Of domestic violence. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. This is your host, JR Thickland, and we'll be right back after this commercial message, and then we'll close out. We'll be right back.
2: Soul of
6: America Radio. My name is Bernadette Stannis, and you know me as Selma from the TV show Good Times. and I am hanging out with Tony on the Soul of America Radio. we lucky we got.
0: Word of God, needing the voice of wisdom in a relationship, needing a new direction to go in, in an abusive situation, that's why we're here, this is the Soul of America Radio.
1: Thickland, and I'm so very glad to join us tonight here on the Soul of America Radio Network, and we are just so delighted uh, to have had the opportunity to be with you. Sorry for such a short abbreviated show. The fact that uh, we did have technical difficulties at the first 20 minutes of the show, but nevertheless, you can go back and listen to this entire show uh, uh, through our podcast. Uh, Go back to www.soulofamericaradio.com and you go there to, it says archive shows, and you're able to get us there. I want to say this. We'll continue on next week. We'll be dealing with a show, Man Up, Stand Up Against Domestic Violence, where our special guests will be young men, men that are working with domestic violence in their particular areas, and they are making a difference. So you don't want to miss that show next week. And until next time, this is J.R. Thicklin that is saying to you, listen, there's no excuse domestic violence. There's no excuse to sit around and do nothing. Go to criticize. You can make a difference. You can be a voice to the voiceless. You can be one that can help steer someone in the right direction. You can be one to wipe the tears from a person's eyes. Let them know they're not crazy, not at all. They're human. And because they're human, it means that they deserve better life than what they are. Let them know that you're concerned for their safety. You're concerned about them. Let them know they don't deserve to be in that position. They don't deserve to be taken advantage of. And so as you do that, You make a difference in their life. As you do that, what you're saying to them is that I believe in your word. I believe that you're better than that, and I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'll hold your hand. I'll walk with you through this. Excuse me. You don't have to do it alone. And if you're willing to do that, you are already making a difference in someone's life who may be suffering and dealing with domestic violence. Listen, it's not a joke, people. This is something that affects way too many people from every walk of life. And so we all have a responsibility to make a difference. We all have a responsibility to make it right. We all can do something that will make a difference. Until next time, this is J.R. Thickman that saying to you, good evening, and I'll see you next Monday night, Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness.